Can you go live on IG on the you can actually move down my sheet a little bit because you can see where you are that's mm -hmm. perfect and then i am going to close good this is great nice. all right so i'm going to start oh <laughs> That man need the Wi Fi. That man Oh, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. 
Cause I had it on my table I wanna see you grow, I wanna see you grow oh, I wanna see you shine Bring a bucket and a mop, put 
this wet ass pussy. Give me everything you got for this wet ass pussy. Now from the top, make it drop. That's a wet ass pussy. Now get a bucket in a mop. That's a wet ass pussy. I'm talking wop, wop, wop. That's a wet ass pussy. Macaroni in a pot. That's a wet ass pussy. Huh. Hey, it's your girl, Miss D, and we are here. It's Tuesday, and we are here with the Inside Out, hosted by Lady T, La Finesse Queen, and it's your girl, Miss D, and this is Be Influenced Live, radio show podcast, and we are everywhere, streaming everywhere. We are now live. You can watch us live on Facebook and YouTube at Be Influenced Live, and you can stream us, like I said, everywhere, iHeart, wherever. I can't name them all, but... You heard it. You heard it here. Not the first time you heard it, but we are talking about WAP. And we're not talking about that WAP AP. Mm. We're talking about women are programmed. Yes, mm. women are programmed. And I know it's going to piss some of y'all off when y'all get around to seeing this or hearing this. But you know what? We're going to talk about it today because this has been going on for centuries. But the question is, is it self-respect? Is it self-loathing? Is it self-awareness? Is it self-empowerment? I even read an article about self-possession. So the question is, have women, specifically Black women, have they decided to accept the fact that they've always been objectified as a sexual object? Or are they redefining it for themselves and taking their own power and control over their bodies, their minds, and their sexualities. So I ain't going to have a lot to say, but I'm going to tell you, when we go back a couple centuries, we can talk about um, Sarah Bartman, okay, the hot and top Venus. Yeah. And when we talk about the hot and top Venus, may have, many of us may feel appalled, but if you really read about it, she was quite comfortable. So we're going to turn it over to none other than Lady T. La Finesse Queen and her guest in the house, Yo. our CDC man, Alfred oh, Rashad. And I'll be known as What's going on, y'all? What's going on, y'all? It's Lady T, the Finesse Queen. You are rocking with the inside out on Be Influenced. And I am here with writer, creator, Alfred Rashad. And we're going to get into some things, as we always do. So as the show started, you know, you heard the... You heard the songs that were that were introduced. We had a little, we had a little Jill Scott, you know. We had a little Jill Scott, you know. And then we had um Cardi. And then we had Cordy. I like her. And then we had Cordy. You like Cordy? And Meg. I love Meg. Hey. Like Cordy. I love the girls. So um, so yeah, let's 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 figure it out. Cause like you said, it goes all the way back. So let me see if I can get my live because I was trying to get the live to work on Instagram live. If anybody knows how to do that, just reach out to me at Toya M. Nelson on IG. Slide in my DM and let me know, like, how do people at Versus do it? Like, how do you go live on the computer? Because I'm I'm tired of, like, trying to go live on my phone. Oh, it's good. You can't. You can't? Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. They let the Versus people do it. Mm-hmm. They go through Apple. Oh, mm-hmm. that makes sense. 
guess I'm gonna have to give Apple a call. <laughs> okay, but um, but yeah, so so let's get into it. Let's let's get into the inside out of things and sexuality and just are women programs. Is it still a freak show? Mm. Because like you said, you said um, Sarah Bartman, she was a part of what we would call a freak show. Mm. What they had back in Paris and in France, they were freak shows. Mm -hmm. And they still have freak shows today. You can go to the circus and there's still weird stuff at the carnivals. Or you can call it the Freak Nick. Or the Freak Nick. Or you can call it the WAP music video. Hey, there's some bull in this house. Ooh. So, um, so yeah, I'm just interested to know. Oh, look at this. Yes, hi. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. What's your name again? So I can tell the bar. She's going to put it out of her. She's going to get a little situation. So, so yeah, let's get into some things. Hold me down. Hold me down. Me, I got you. How you, how, what you feeling about? About uh, man, I want to wait till y'all started, but you know, you want me to start. All I mean, right, I, you know, if you need me to jump, I'm always froggy. You feel me? I'm always froggy. Um, our women program, I don't want to give a yes or no. I will say, as a, as a man, I, I had the conversation with my girl a few days ago about I said my stance on all of this right now. I, I think we talked to me, we talked about this briefly last time I was here. Um, is that I'm just going to hold off on my opinions for now because what right, I understand you think it's is there's a limit of a transition. Out. I think, you know, there's a different school of thought um, based on generations and things that were norms at one point in time. And I think now we're trying to, we might be making some changes. So I think until women kind of give us some of the guidelines, I'm going to kind of sit on the side and just Okay, so you feel listen. like it's not your place. I'm gonna listen, but if you want to, you wanna listen. So let's go but into some of the history of yeah, it. Yeah, let's just do it. Then I'll give you my opinion once you get. get some okay, so let's get into it. some of the history of it, right? So okay. back in ancient Egypt, um, it wasn't a crime to be naked. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a crime to be nude. Mm -hmm. We know that Adam and Eve were nude until they were shamed. Mm -hmm. So even back in um, the ancient Egyptian days. We looked at nudity as it was like a form of shame if you didn't have wealth, if you weren't wealthy, mm -hmm. if you didn't have money to afford clothes. Um, but that was, of course, after Adam and Eve, because during Adam and Eve, what we know mm -hmm. as history is that people roamed the earth mm -hmm. unclothed. So I guess um, sexuality probably wasn't a thing that we focused dehumanized on. or right. that we focused on. Right. So then moving forward to maybe the fourth century when we have the Christians and the Christian agenda being pushed and the Christian religion being pushed into different parts of the earth, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And the Christians taught that, you know, it may... Modesty. Modesty. Mm -hmm. Modesty. Yet and still, they had baptisms in the nude mm -hmm. because it was um let me see i have it here in my they did baptisms in the in the nude because they said you would emerge without sin if you emerge without anything With but false, right you're nude you're nude but you. but you know but they wanted you to be modest at the same time so you know a little you know mm -hmm. how christianity goes the there's a little <laughs> little back and forth you know about <laughs> so beliefs so. Uh -huh. um so 
But you, we know as indigenous people, indigenous people didn't really have, they weren't as close, like people who come from civilizations that weren't um, as modern, they mm-hmm. weren't as modern civilizations. These tribes wore not as much clothes. They may have wore a piece of cloth over um, their genitals, or they may have not worn, the women may just wore a necklace. Mm-hmm. They may opt to wear earrings over any cloth at all, like mm-hmm. you know. So that's what we know. And going into Sarah Bartman, she was a part of um, the Cape Cozian tribe, which it was in South Africa. Okay. And so they were indigenous people in South Africa. And when, and at that time, the Dutch, my bad. <laughs> the Dutch actually um, had some rule over the people, although slavery was deemed not legal. It was still happening right. in South Africa, and so she worked with a slave owner or a um, worked on a Dutch man's farm, mm-hmm. and he was so attracted as other people were attracted to her because she had a large um, bottom. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, had full breasts and and what we would call in our today's time, what everybody is running out to get that surgery for. Facts. Right. So that's what Sarah Bartman had back then, naturally, how the black woman naturally have it. Boom. And so they were intrigued by everything that she had, how voluptuous she was. And um, so they wanted to take her to France and to Paris and to do these exhibits. Now she was told before they was they took her that um she they told her that they would split the money half with her. You of know course. how they do. <laughs> yeah, so they said they're gonna give her half. We're gonna give you half. You can come see these um come do these exhibits. And we gotta think about it. In the grand scheme of things, Sarah Bartman is just one of the few stories that we know of in people and freak shows and exactly. stuff like that. But she's just one of but there were like hundreds of free shows that toured Europe. Right. Like, we got to think about these people. And I, I don't mean to, no disrespect, but, but y'all I mean, ancestors is nasty. I'm Some of y'all, y'all ancestors is real nasty. I'm going to just go ahead and let y'all real know. Real nasty. Like, y'all just saw people living their life and y'all asses, y'all mm-hmm. freak saw people living their life and said, oh, let me take this and go make some money. And these were free shows where they not just looked at people in cages, but they touched people. Oh, wow. They spit on people. They violated, fondled people. Wow. You understand what I'm saying? So this is like, your ancestors are disgusting. Yes, you. Yes, your ancestors, your Europeans, y'all nasty. Europeans. Y'all, was t- y'all came down to where people were. We weren't even, I don't even think our people were probably even thinking on that level of sexuality. I don't even think because if we were indigenous and barely clothed at all, I don't even think that the black people were even looking at still people like the that bodies now. like that. Right. They still like live naked and nude in the tribes. And it's right. like nothing to it. And it's nothing to it, but it took the Europeans to come and alter the way dehumanize mm-hmm. sexuality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they took it to Paris and, they, and and she toured and it's interesting because where Sarah Bartman's life um, ended up like after slavery, so like the 1800s, you know, um, slavery was then abolished. Mm-hmm. And 
when slavery was abolished, they tried to free Sarah Bartman. But she wanted to be, I guess she felt as though, some people said that she didn't look like she was happy mm-hmm. or that she lived a happy life. And But when she went through litigation and they tried to free her, um, she didn't feel as though she was enslaved. Mm. She felt like she was making money. Okay. So. Oh, that's. Dude, that's, ooh, that's, you got, that's going to be for now. We can that. <laughs> so, that's relevant to now. That's relevant oh, to man. now. Oh, man. But that's a syndrome. I can't think of the name of it. Stockholm? The Stockholm Syndrome. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So, so, yeah, so she didn't feel I'm like. how much I want to tell on myself today. <laughs> I, I, I can tell on myself a little bit. I'm trying to figure out what I want to tell on myself. Like, keep talking. I got you. <laughs> You're trying to I'm figure out. Yeah, I'm trying to think about how much I want to tell on myself. Oh, gosh. What does that even mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Once, once we get to current time, we, uh, we'll, we'll talk. Okay. Once we get to current time. So mm-hmm. we're still in history. Okay. Yep. So we're still talking about history. Still mm-hmm. talking about a little bit of history. So, yep. okay. So Sarah Bartman. So they asked. So she, you know. She was presented with the decision to be free. Mm-hmm. And she decided that she didn't want to be because she didn't feel like she was enslaved. She felt like she was making money. Mm-hmm. She wasn't living in her indigenous area. She was able to now drink alcohol and have sex and be fondled on and um, be grappled and be touched and be introduced to this new European lifestyle, mm-hmm. this new European way of living. Okay. And... So she continued to she but but less but mind you she was traded from one person to the next so she was bought and sold although she wasn't a slave mm-hmm. she was bought and sold to the next circus leader or the next freak show leader she was passed kind of around mm-hmm. you know um, until finally she was able to weave her way out of the underground because she ended up in like the underground freak shows. Okay. And so when she finally reached her way out of there, it said, legend has it, that she had um, a kid and a husband after that. Okay. But she also, um, I mean, it's not, from what I read, I'm not positive that what she died from was syphilis, but she did die as it's noted that she died as an alcoholic okay. and as a prostitute. Mm. So her that. life oh, wow. ended, yes. So Sarah Bartman's life kind of ended tragically. Right. And it's interesting because it's noted in these history books, all of this stuff is documented, but in the end, it's like her life is just accounted as a prostitute, an alcoholic and a prostitute. And it's like, did she lead herself down this road mm-hmm. or did this European way of living? lead her down this road to the point where she died with the STD and the addiction. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, is it, if she had been indigenous with her people right. and not dehumanized, what would have happened? Would she still have died from or died as or been known as an alcoholic? And the reason, and like I said, many people were, a tr- the freak show there were many Africans who were a part of the freak show. Many people with big, um, big round booties and mm-hmm. big juicy breasts as they and they were looking at. Oh my big God! Balls. What he say on? Um, what about this? What he say on? Uh, what he say on? Uh, 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 
what's the movie on Players Club? He said he, they saw asses, titties, all hanging out. <laughs> he looked at that, that white man with the Africa, oh, and he okay, saw okay, the okay, black okay, women. Yeah, yeah, Bernie yeah, Mac, yeah, rest yeah, in peace, yeah. Bernie Mac. He said, That's and he baby. saw the black women out there with asses, titties. <laughs> And he said, "Fuck that! Pay me." Right. <laughs> That's the Sarah Bartman story. That's what they made a movie about her. I think I watched it. But it was kind of horrible. I didn't finish it. They you didn't a, watch they it. They made a movie about her. I didn't. Re- That's I a fucking documentary. documentary. Oh yeah. I, I think I saw like a TV Beyonce movie a long did, time ago. I didn't know she did. Yeah, I watched it one back in what 2017. Oh, wow. 2017. 2017. Yes. Yeah, when it. I saw that trailer, let's see um, if we got thirty seconds to. Show or to listen to the trailer because um I was um I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh Beyonce was gonna do this. We need to, we need to push that. <laughs> it's like oh we need to push that. Okay, okay, B. You was really about that. But um, yeah, I don't see I don't really see that for a, a as a hot top trailer, okay. No, not for her image, but I think she wanted to get it out there. Really human. Yeah, okay. Wait, so it, it, it never came out. It never came out. That's what that might be what I. Nah, that's not what I thought. A female savage. Savage. Wow. A female savage. savage. And we use that word, man. Savage is like. We use that word a lot now. I'm a savage. Yes. Classy. Yeah, that trailer came out in uh, 2016. But yeah, the film actually never Hmm. came out. So that's interesting that. America might not be ready. Yeah, America not even. Imagine if Beyonce would have did that. I don't think that would have went well for her image, though. Probably not. I don't know how that would have ended. But um, I think that it probably would have distracted us from the agenda that is present today. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get back into some history. So, okay. We have the story of Sarah Bartman. Mm-hmm. Her life, how she was dragged into this objectified, lifestyle, objectified, yep. dehumanized, mm-hmm. um, just ridiculed and ostracized. Mm-hmm. And then we have slavery where they did the same exact thing because the freak shows were much like slavery. Mm-hmm. So the slavery, they um, ostracized and objectified, not just our women, but our men, which mm-hmm. is not talked about enough. Oh, they man. raped our men in front of their children, in front of their women. Oh, um, and then, so that happened in slavery. And I mean, <laughs> do we blame our culture today when we have been ostracized when this has been a a part of history like where do we go from now where do we because all of this has introduced this rape culture right and even like jim crow into jim crow we got some things to get into with jim crow as well because they raped a lot of black women during jim crow and um it went just and still today and it went under you know the radar right it wasn't talked about there were like only 10 men there was um an article that i read where historian danielle mcguire talked about there were only 10 men in the range of about 25 years 10 men was convicted of 
um, raping black women when it happened frequently. Sure. So, oh, man. so yeah. it goes, it, history, it goes all the way back. So when we talk about why, we got to talk about the history that it comes from. So we're going to get into some things, but we're going to take a break first. And then we're going to come, we're going to take this history a little bit forward and talk about what's going on today mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. today's time and how this history affects us now. Okay. So we're going to let Miss D talk about some black owned businesses in a little bit. And then uh, we're going to get back into things. You are listening to the Inside Out with Toya and Nelson and my guest, Alfred Richard. Yes, sir. <laughs> You got it with the board. What, what? Uh, what, what? You got it with the board. You see me rocking out to the lyrics. Yeah. I used to be scared of the dick. Now I don't listen to the shit. Handle it like a real bitch. Like a hunter. Well, yeah, I told him Reggie. Hmm. I have a 
we got to talk about this. Yeah. Okay. 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 If you don't want to close that, I want to read. Okay. girl miss d and i'm here with our black business spotlight and you know what we gave you a little bit of today a little bit of yesterday because i can tell you little kim was my girl i knew every word i was in every club right. versus every she word said, what she said i used to be scared like a real so when i seen a whole bunch of um my generation appalled by WAP. I was like, y'all need to sit down somewhere. Right. But anyway, let's get to this black, um, black business spotlight. And I'm only going to give you two today because, you know, Miss D always doing a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> so I'm going to give you Star Intimates. Star, did I say that right? Intimates. Intimates. Star Intimates? Yeah, did I say it right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Star mm -hmm. Intimates. Look, I know this young sister, okay? When I, I need tell you, to wear for myself. when I tell oh, you, <laughs> I've watched her sit and bead her product by hand mm. for hours mm. at two, three, four o'clock in the morning. Beautiful, beautiful wear. Okay. She is Star Intimates. You can go to starintimates.com or Star Intimates on IG. Yes, the sister does it by hand, okay? Mm. Yeah, you can get all your little feathers on, and I've watched her, you know, embroider and 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 put all that on mm. it okay. like to this. the wee hours of the morning, okay? Um, but, yeah, I'm really proud of young lady. She's like 24, 25 years old, and she, she's doing her thing. Um, I think most of us have heard of this at some point in time. Um, if you haven't, you should have by now. If you're if you're tracking black businesses, um, Nubian Skin, the the founder is Aid Hassan. She started Nubian Skin. Oh my gosh, I, I don't. I'm not even sure how many years ago. But Nubian Skin is skin tone lingerie. So for our skin tone, so okay. you know how when you go to the store. Oh my God, my generation for sure. When we had to get nude stockings. Mm. Never look like our nude. Right. Okay. They be like that. No, nah, they be like this table. Now I'm not. Look. <laughs> you, look, you I debate. Nude the nude be looking like this. I debate. Be looking like the wall. Right. 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 I debate people with people all the time because I tell them I think I am caramel. And they tell me, no, honey, you, you, you really pale. Mm -hmm. And even me and my skin, me and nude stockings did not, it, it, it wasn't mm -hmm. my skin tone. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I still think I'm a little caramel. I don't care what nobody said. But um, Nubia skin is for our skin tone. So they make bras and panties and, you know, what we need to wear underneath our clothes that we can show a little cleavage, a little something without it looking, standing out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you can find Nubian skin on IG at Nubian skin, or you can go to their website at us.nubianskin.com. 
Com. And they are based out of London. And Star Intimates, they're based out of Atlanta, but you can still, you can order online, whatever you need to order. All right? That's so that's our black business. And then if you want to be real, like, oily and silky and stuff in your new, in your um intimate, I got to wear your intimate, then yes. make sure you get you some of this, some wealthy oil. That's the inside out wealthy oil. Okay? It smells so heavenly. You will smell wealthy. Okay, and it moisturizes your skin and doesn't, it's not all thick and it's, 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 and it's organic. It's sunflower base and lavender oil. If you see her skin, she looks really glossy, but not shiny, Vaseline shiny. Her skin looks healthy, actually. It looks like a healthy toned, uh, well hydrated, glossy skin that's been, <laughs> that's been kissed by the sun. You know what oh, I'm saying? Man. Not that, not face. that grandma Vaseline and I'm a, I'm a shea butter person. But I love it. It smells so good. It smells that kind of good. Since we're talking about WAP, it smells that kind of good where your man is going to like cuddle Damn. on you and you're not cuddle. And that's him. the thing. See, let me tell you something. Because you can't put everything on the WAP. You can't like just put perfumes on it, right? You, put no on you can't do that. pH Tear that off. pH but up. When it, but when it comes to <laughs> lavender oil, when it comes to essential oils, Right when it comes to oils, they those oils are things that you can insert and put around and all up and around. Oh, you can make it it'd be like lavender. It'll smell like fresh flowers. Mm. So <laughs> you need to get your girl some of that. So get your girl some of that. Get your girl some of that oh, stay wealthy oil. Oh, <laughs> oh man. So let's 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 hit okay. this one last cut because I know this one is one that if if you don't know, Lady T is an actress, so she's been busy over the past week. I kind of informed most of you. But if you weren't busy, I know that this is the song that you would have hit me up for. That you would have been like, I need you to play this song on Tuesday. What's this song? Oh, it's one that you would have requested. Oh, so, the other enemy, the non restaurant. Oh. Act like I'm in a studio. Hey. First Some girls, some girls are only about love. 
concerned with his friends and his tanks and his women, him and his men. Come in the club like you dance, don't care who they can fed, pop your gang. Let's stop pretend, the one in the back pissed out by the basement, pissed out by the casement, the name of the basement, the pretty basement, claiming that they did a big man. Need to take care of their three and four kids, in the face and court case when the child support late. Money taking home, breaking out, you wonder why women hate me, the sweet sound man. Punk domestic violence, man, quick to shoot the semen, stop acting like boys and female. How you gon' win when you ain't right with them? How you gon' win when you ain't right with them? How you gon' win when you ain't right with them? Uh-uh, come again. Yo, yo, come again. The Frank Trey, come again. The Frank Trey, come again. sexualization of the black bodies right mm-hmm. because we had the um freak shows now the freak shows have been transmuted and transformed mm-hmm. into music videos where mm-hmm. girls are popping that pussy with a hand stand stand okay hey. so hey, hey. um we as we like i said we see doja <laughs> cat performing in the nude we see the wop and the wet ass pussies all on the Instagram feed, and mind you, my ten-year-old niece has an Instagram. Hmm. So what are we doing? So what are we doing? What are we doing? It's one thing when we say, okay, like you said, we as women got to figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. Is it over-sexualization? Are we being bad, um, bad leaders and bad mentors for the next generation, mm-hmm. or is it ownership? Right? Are these women taking ownership for what they had? Yes, sis, we just talked about Sarah Bartman for like a whole 20 minutes. But I can get back into her because sis didn't feel like she was a victim. Right. right. But she died 
as a result to as an alcoholic and with the STD. But she didn't feel like she was a victim. She didn't feel like she was taken advantage of. Right. Although people ridiculed her and pinched on her and touched on her and felt on her body. She didn't feel like she felt like she was making money. Much as our girls, our Cardis and our Megans feel now that they making money. The strippers in the club, they making money. You could touch and you could feel on them in the club, but they making money, that right? Dollar, that dollar. They making that dollar. Mm-hmm. But does Sarah Bartman life not stand for something? Does it not say, okay, her life as it resulted, what they wrote in the history books is that she died as an alcoholic? Mm-hmm. Is that she died from addiction? Right. Or she died from an STD? Mm-hmm. Or is it truly ownership? Are we is like are these girls? Do they own this stuff? Do they own the music that they advertise and they own their intellectual property? Do they own? You know, is it is is what trademark under? Who, like who gets the ownership for this? When they, they, when, they let their children watch. Do they let their children watch it when their bodies are being exploited? Who's making the top dollar? Is it these record execs? Or is it the Cardi and the Megan? Now, by all means, sis, if you get in your paper, you get in your dollar, get your money. But don't let don't let a pimp be be pimping you. Right. These record labels be pimping my shorties. Like I think um, so to talk about the issue like holistically, let's start like with us, our community, right? I always said I find it a little disheartening, a little disappointment definitely. And our and I, I can't speak on other races because I I grew up in Jackson, Mississippi, which is 85% black. I was around black folks all my life. When I moved to Atlanta, it got a little bit more diverse. But growing up, it was only black people. Why is it in our communities, when you're attractive, when you're curvy for women, like your 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 ascension always will involve something that involves vanity and your beauty. So you know you got the cute girl that's 16, 17 that has aspirations to get out the hood. It's always be a video girl, go strip. You know, it's never like start a business. And when right. I say never, I don't mean never but oftentimes for our women the baddies and our women the baddies in our culture are always driven towards something that involves right. some type of objectification yeah it's never like oh you're smart too well let's focus on your smartness first and you fine right. so they're gonna you fine so everybody gonna see that right but you actually pretty smart let me get you in some classes so you can start your business you know or, like oh you like um you you know oh you like learning about science or whatever the fuck it is right it's never that focus it's chemical engineering but instead it's like oh wow you're so beautiful you haven't thought about being a model like as a as a why don't we say why have you ever thought about being a chemist like (laughs) and it's like not to necessarily shame people who use beauty because but as you were saying we never own the product i'm laughing because i watched the kanye west video he was saying we always talking about the culture what is the culture? We don't own the culture. We don't we don't own the fact that they build the cars. Like you said, you go in these strip clubs, it ain't women running them. Right. It's some old black man. Right. It's, but the, 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 the people that's making him rich are these fine, gorgeous black queens. But they not, they don't own nothing. They they work their tail off and they go home and they get the percentage that he gets. And then right. they say, and then after they work their tail off and they get their money and they do go start their business, their business is generally not oh, let me go start a strip club so then I can have other girls and I can be responsible right. for taking care of right. cultivating this right. um, this industry and, and we can change the narrative. Right. It's not usually that. Right. It's not usually that. It's always somebody else. I, I mean, unless if you know some black women own strip clubs, please let me know. Please, I want, yeah, I want to go to this. I ain't talking about Uncle Clifford. You know, you, you know, you know. Something? No, I said I, I want to know about that as okay. well. 
ain't yeah, talking about Uncle Clippers Trip Club either. I'm not talking about uh the P Valley because P Valley now. P Valley on Clifford was the one who turned. Y'all watch P Valley? I do. Yeah, I, I did. I had to get it. <laughs> on Clifford was the one who turned into a strip club, but when it was owned by his auntie, it was a juke joint. Oh, wow. That makes sense. So now look now. So the men be exploiting. Now I know Uncle Clifford was. I don't want to put him in a box. I don't know if he was transgender or what he was. Right, right. I don't put him in a box, but he was a man who was exploiting. He, uncle was the start of his name. So right. it was a man. Gender, so exploiting women. We was talking on the break, and I'm, I'm gonna ask this question so we can talk about that. I asked you. I said it was a couple of years ago. I posted on Facebook. I was like, "Can I be seriously uh, interested and committed to the plight of black women, but also enjoy the company and being entertained by strippers?" And I got mixed answers. Some people was like, "No, it's a contradiction." True people was like, "Yeah." And so, as a black woman, how do you feel? I mean, because there's two sides. I think you got, and it's not. I ain't gonna lie. I like the strip club from time to time too. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even gonna sit here and lie to you. I like, like, okay, I go through my moments too, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like because, and I'm not gonna say moments, but I'm very wise. Um, in a way that some people will say, "Whoa," but I'm wise in a way that I know the agenda. And the ulterior motives of the opposition. Mm-hmm. And so then sometimes that makes me view situations in a different light. So it makes me, when I listen to music, I might say, mm-hmm. damn, I like this song and I like this beat, but I also might be conflicted because sure. the lyrics might be trash. For sure. But I am human at the end of the day. So it's like, damn, do I like this song? Yeah. Or do I just hate the song? So then some I have my moments where I'm like, I ain't listening to this. I'm gonna turn the channel. Okay. Or I am introduced. But then I have my moments where I'm like, I'm going to just live. I like this beat. I'm going to well, rock with it. Let me tell you, and I, and I told you I've been telling myself a living. I guess I was cool. It's, it's, you know, it's all for the love of what we're doing. Um, I used to be in the lifestyle a little bit with the nightlife, with strippers and all that type of thing. And one thing that the like kind of created these um, exceptions and like distinctions for me, I realized because growing up in Mississippi, like our strip clubs, the, the strip club scene isn't like Atlanta. In Atlanta, it's like the club. You can go in there and have a good time. Or you can leave. go in there and have lunch. Go in there and have lunch. Go in there and have a business. And back home, <laughs> you most of them turn into whorehouses, just being real. The culture mm-hmm. is different, right? So going to where I grew up, you automatically equate stripping with prostitution. It's all how much money you Are got. Are there a lot night. of strip clubs? I'm from Jackson. It's probably like three. But they oh. So what happens in Jackson is all the girls from Atlanta – that might not be the big that the top women at their clubs come to places like Memphis and Jackson to make all the money because we don't have you know it's now it's changing now like I feel like people seeing how successful it is in Atlanta they're like well we, we need to start that's a lot of money being generated but what I discovered is what made it more comfortable for me I found that there were girls that like went to Spelman had scholarships was chemistry majors but they was in the club they was fine and they wanted to make sure extra money and it was it was easy for me to deal with that, but then on the flip side, I had girls who were like 18, kicked out of the house, three or four kids. This was literally like their way of surviving. Right. That's those situations were a little bit more because I'm like, man, I feel like you're being exploited. Like, because at the end of the day, you're not having the same enjoyment as a girl that's gonna go to Buckhead when she leaves. Right. And you know what I'm saying? She's doing it because she wants right. to she come to work once a week because she wants to. 
versus this girl is there from 3 p.m. to 1 a.m. Because if she don't be in there, her baby might not eat. Mm -hmm. And so in a strip club, you got all those stories. Right. The exploitation level is and a so little that, bit different. It's like, yeah. are you being exploited or right. are you just like out here fending for yourself? And right. then it becomes a story of like, I, I looked at um, <clears throat> Sarah Bartman when they was talking about one of the articles or somebody that was talking about her and they were talking about how... Um, basically a lot of people just you know started to blame her and condemn her because of how she kept you know passed with stds and mm -hmm. as an alcoholic but it's like she, she didn't build the boat that mm -hmm. took her from south africa right. to th the european tour right. she didn't build this boat right. so it's like even when it comes when we talk about the strip club and we talk about the strip club culture and the the music um that most of our musicians our feet like we got our mulattoes and we got our little kims and we got our um and we got our Megan the Stallions mm -hmm. and they talking about pussy money power mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff. But it's like they didn't build what this industry right, right. is. They, they didn't build the boat for sure that got us here. They so just, we can't be mad at these artists. Right. But at the same time, it's like they there is a certain level of accountability that they it have to be. be held at, a right. certain standard that they have to be held at. At the end of the day, the standard is not black black excellence. Right. As a as a man, and this is where I think my stance is currently. I rem I remember when I first like got was privy to like the slut walk, and I was a little confused. I'm very um, aware you mentioned this earlier, rape, rape culture, and I remember as a college male, like not realizing because you know I've never done anything like that, but not realizing how prevalent it was happening. So I remember when I heard about the slut walk, and I was kind of confused on like what like what is actually the message. I I'm I'm I believe that a woman can walk down the street, bust naked if she wants to, nothing should happen to her. I believe that firmly. But however, in a social setting, right? Like, what what is the expectation? Because men, just being honest, we, we're simple. Like, and we're not as nuanced on certain topics that women are sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. So if a man sees with your ass out, your breast out, it's not that he he's it's not that most men, because some are creeped out and twisted and need to be shot in the head in my opinion thinks that's a free range on your body but however I, I would say in general most men when if i see a girl in the mall with her ass out i'm not gonna give her the same respect mm. just being real like that's not i'm not gonna and that goes into I'm, like why the nation of islam feels as though in their religion women should cover themselves and, and, and that's right. a certain level of respect for self and i think that's the extreme and so it's extreme, like when the Muslim culture feels like you should be covered. And then we have the other side of the extreme where our indigenous people didn't wear covering. So it's like, where do we find the medium? The medium, right. And I think this is such a deep topic that it's like a thing where you have to kind of search within yourself. Right. I don't know. We're inside, out in all up in this. But I don't know that we have the solution or the, or the, yeah, have, or the we, answer. We I think that the solution and the answer is found within yourself. I think mm -hmm. it's a thing where it's like, how do you feel? If you feel like you're being ridiculed and dehumanized and scrutinized, then you should not be doing it if it doesn't feel good to you. I guess I'm asking, like, okay, we talk about the objectification of black women in particular, right? So if a woman walks, I guess I guess on action, you, you all as women, a girl walking around like that, what does she expect us to do? Does she expect us not to to objectify her when she's like everything is out? Like at a pool party, it's different. Yeah, that's but what's it, expected. But it, but okay, so even in the mall, what? 
Yeah. You know, and you expect to not like, be at the end of the day, we live in a society that you're going to be judged regardless. Like, For a sure. girl's not going to walk through the mall with a thong on and Fact. not be judged by a woman, man, child, whoever. Fact. Anybody's Fact. going to judge you Absolutely. if you're walking through. We Absolutely. have certain codes of conduct. We have certain laws that you can't show up in certain places. You can't walk in a Walmart with no shirt, with no shoes. Like, you got to have certain articles right. of clothing in right. our society. Right. So it's like, you damn if you do, you damn if you don't. You as damn a woman. if you do, you damn if you don't. And as a woman, it's all about finding out what makes sense to you, and it's all about ownership. Own that shit. Right. Okay. Ownership. Right. Own that shit. If I could leave you with anything, is own that shit. Whatever the fuck you do, own it. Stand in your truth, and if you and own it, make sure that the dollars is coming to you. I respect that. That's why I, I feel like I've always had this like little not soft spot, but I've always had this kind of admiration for people that work in the sex industry in general. Just like if you do it confidently, I respect it. I don't judge you. I don't. As long as it's working for you, but I will say that it is hard work. For and sure. I, I'm going I'm to let y'all on a little it's secret. Hard, I, hard I, I tried a little time or two. I might have tried a few days. And it's not easy, it's okay? It's not easy it's and it's not mentally easy. So I do think it is a thing of dehumanizing. I don't care what no stripper say. When no is. stripper say across the board, she got to build herself up to get out there naked and dance in front of Most people. Most of them tell you that like, it's, months, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. They end up drunk. having to drink yeah. or result to some type of drug. So I don't. So so when if you have to result to something to to be, be okay it. with it, that means that you it. probably shouldn't be doing it, and it means that it's probably dehumanizing and it's not going to be for the betterment of you. So and I guess I'm, I can leave with that. <laughs> and I'm just going to summarize it as I as I do from 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 it, the years of experience and and things over, you know, when you get to a certain age, you kind of just see some things. Yeah. Um. And just one of the things I'm going to summarize, and I, this was a great show, Lady T, and yeah, um, Alfred Rashad for sure, absolutely great show, but. Let's just look at two things. And I think we should come back to this in a couple of weeks and talk about this some more. Because um, we had a gentleman on Facebook when I originally posted the Dolce Cat that said she looked great because we're naked in Africa. But let's be serious about our, our nakedness in the motherland and the nakedness here. Mm -hmm. It's spiritually based. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's spiritually based and it is, for lack of a better word, the norm. They're not looking at the body as a sexual object, okay? A, a lot of things as far as our body are concerned with, with rites of passages, mm -hmm. all right? So you can't compare them being naked in their titties out in Africa with... Westernized culture. With, with our culture, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. Um, because the Europeans, like we said, they're the ones who took it right, and, and they dehumanized. Sexualized. They sexualized yeah. it. Right. They made the it exhibit. They put, they put it in freak shows. They put people in cages and let people touch, like... And we Sarah Barman didn't think she, she didn't. When we say touched. We, we're not talking about I'm touching on the back. We're talking, we're talking about, about she's being. We're talking about you naked and your Libya is right there. And right. they want to touch your genitals and say, wow, there's three inches. Your Libya is extra elongated because that was the thing about Sarah Bartman. They wanted her to, they told her that they would give her more money if she exposed and showed people her Libya. And she refused to do so, or so the book say. So the but, book says. So the book say, but come on. But, but could we refuse that? So they wanted to spread her cheeks, stick their fingers up her 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 anus or stick their fist up her vagina. I'm sure they were parting her booty like, wow, this is a huge that. butt. Let me... So, I mean, there are several pictures of them like just in awe of her behind. Your ancestors. Um, 
But let's also white folks. That's y'all people. Let's sum this up. Let's let's deal with the fact when we go back years and years ago in music. Music has always given us a feeling of sexy or sexuality or sadness or healing or whatever the case may be. Um, shoot, I finally listened when I, when preparing for this show. I finally listened to WAP all mm-hmm. the way through, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, I can sing this with my dude, yeah. but I'm not going to sing this on the street." Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not. You will be embarrassed. To, exactly. And there's always been a place versus do wop that thing, you, right? Whether it was blues, jute, um, jazz, or whatever, there was a separation between adult music and what everybody listened to. And I think one of the biggest issues summing this up is that everybody listens to this. Mm-hmm. I was in an apartment complex last week, and there was a chick. I don't know if she cleaned out her car or not, and she had toddlers out there, and she had WAP blasting. So I, I think that we need to understand that there needs to be a division. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you guys did a great job with this show. We got to get ready to close this out. And we're going to... Oh, and then one last thing. Like, mm-hmm. we talking about WAP, but then let's be clear. There are songs like Go Baby or Go Throat Baby. Baby where the men should be held accountable, too. But like, we got to be... The men need to be held accountable, too. So that's the next part. We need to talk about rap as a whole, like, in general. But as women... We're talking about, well, as a woman, I'm talking about women and I'm holding myself and other women um, to a higher standard because it's self-love first before I can expect anybody else to love us or love me. Black women have to love ourselves first. So that's why we're talking about WAP. That's why we're talking about Megan and Cardi and where we are as a state of female music. Yes. Give it to your man in private, but not in public. But not, you got to say a little something, something, something. So... This is the Inside Out on Be Influenced Live radio show podcast. We are everywhere, like I said, live on YouTube now and Facebook. You can actually watch us every Tuesday live, unless this beautiful queen is casting for a film or TV series or whatever she got going on. I'm waiting for her to get the Tyler Perry, so so we get all eat. (laughs) But um, Tuesday, we have a show. Yeah. Thanks to production. And, and our wonderful guest here, Albert thank Rashad. Thank I appreciate having, having him on the set. Thank you for having me. Yes, they do great dialogue together. I really appreciate it. But again, this is Be Influenced Live Radio Podcast. Radio Podcast. I got to get you. I'm used to saying Be Influenced Live Talk Show. But the Be Influenced Live Radio Podcast with the Inside Out with Lady T. La Finesse Queen and your girl. The official Miss D with your black business spotlight. And we will see you next week. Next we time. are out. You can find us at Be Influenced Live everywhere. Lady T, where can we find you? You can find me at Toya M. Nelson on all platforms. Make sure that you locked in to this podcast, The Inside Out, on Be Influenced Live, on all platforms. That's Google, that's um that's soundcloud that's um what uh, spotify Spotify. iheart um podbean make sure you locked in every tuesday at seven and hit me up on ig that's a l f r e d i like usher usher we spell it out a l f r e d r a s h a d (laughs) instagram check me out got a new short short film i'm working on currently in pre-production so stay tuned. 2020 has been a beautiful year for me. So we hope that it continues. Appreciate yeah. y'all for having me. I enjoyed this. All yeah. right. Yeah. And peace. And we are officially out. Oh. Bye. USB.
contributions that African Americans made to this country. It's like a three-part conversation, and this one, this one be deep. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you sure you want to catch it? Mm -hmm. I didn't see what she said. I didn't see what she said.